All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they are located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. Okay, so we're getting into a really interesting conversation right now about YouTube uh, kind of from the start. So um, again, 
backing you into a little bit of a corner that you may not feel the most comfortable with. Um, let's peel some of those onion skins back to where we okay. started. Let's go like YouTube at the beginning, censor anything, you know, for, for your own like emotional safety that you just don't want to walk down that road or even like, you know, what your business is that you have going on now. Uh, but just like loop it in because you have an interesting experience with YouTube that not too many people do. Yeah. Okay. So I started the YouTube uh, like from the ground up, didn't know what I was doing, but had an assistant that just said, you have a pretty face. You got a lot to say. And we talk about trauma and we talk about pedophiles and things like that. And so I just was like, okay, let's do it. So it started in 2005. Um, it was the summer and we just started making these videos. Now, mind you, she's a tech head. And uh, she has since passed away. She passed away in 2018, which was a very big shocker. So I've had to like kind of reassess where I'm going with things. But what started happening in, uh, it, it started happening in 2014 when the first edition of my book, Effed Wide Open, The Root Awakening of the Heart-Based New Humanity launched. And I started getting shit posts <laughs> on Facebook and on um, and on YouTube on the videos that I that we were doing that was really pointing to the sort of systemic organization from the ground up top down that was very secret society, very satanic, very fucked up and very, very dark in so many, many ways. Now, mind you, I've been talking about this for decades. I've been doing my work since the late 80s. So I'm no stranger to any of this, but to distill the material in a way where you can just trickle it down and not shock people. Yeah. Um, because if, if I have one criticism with the disclosure truth movement, I call them the truthers, is that when you shock again and again, there are shock waves and you end up smacking up against the system that you want to expose and it's not good, you know? And so many of the disclosure researches are, I mean, they've been, they've been killed, they disappear, you don't hear from them, you don't know what's going on. So we had this sort of methodology of speaking the language in such a way that um, you know it could be sent in a way that's not so confrontational, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, make it flowery. make it flowery. Yeah. Make it flowery. Talk about mind control in a way that's more um, sort of. Uh, subtle rather than kind of in your face. So we did that for a while and then I started stepping out because I started getting mad. And this is part of my folly is that I went against my own strategy of, you know, being mellow and dropping little subtle hints here and there and then following it up with some tools that people can actually engage in where they can get results and uh, I fucked up. I fucked up. I started bumping up against the system. It was right around the time that Donald Trump had announced his candidacy. And I got caught up in this sort of, mind you, I don't vote. So 
what was I doing blabbing about it? But I couldn't help it because I just saw this sort of switch of all of a sudden from one extreme where he's media's darling to where he's this vilified dude. Like I was, my mind was blown. I'm going, what the fuck is going on here? And I had a conversation with my assistant who lived in Paris at the time. And she was going, well, we could do a try stream. What people say, what the media is saying, what he actually said. And we did it. And that video was, it was taken down so fast. Um, and I think it was because the trolling that I was already experiencing at that point. At that point, my personal life had literally burnt to the ground. And I'm not going to get into the details about it. But it was so nine dreamy, years like, of my life, <laughs> nine years of my life where, it, and it's funny because, uh, you know, just to sort of light it up even more, people that I know who publish books, who have gone out on public platforms in a big way or in a personalized way where they do it their own way, they all warned me, watch your ass watch your ass because any kind of distortion that is in your life that you don't know about it's going to be outed and that's exactly what happened that's exactly what happened to me like within a month of the book going wide which was in december of 2015 a month after it went live my life was it's like every distortion every little bit that I did not know about that was going on behind my back was outed. Like this, hello, what? alert here. So the red flags, the blaring lights, everything was on fire. And um, which allowed me to like really take stock. So the YouTube channel getting banned, getting deplatformed, uh, my membership website, completely getting hacked from the inside because I trusted the wrong people, the people that I actually brought into my own castle <laughs> did not have my best interests. And so one of the big lessons that I learned, and especially when you're doing this kind of work, is that you have to be super discerning. And I'm always, despite the fact that I've done the work that I've done, and interfacing with survivors uh, of the most egregious of human behavior, despite that reality, I'm kind of one of those happy-go-lucky kind of people that would never in a million years believe that somebody in my organization was a fucking demon. Yes. Psychopathic, like, kook. And so it never occurred to me. So that innocence, that desire that I had, that, that innocence of wanting to see the best in humanity, it came back to kick my ass, basically. And to take everything that I had worked for at that point, um, you know, 10 years, almost 10 years on YouTube and, um, and 13 years of content on my membership website. I mean, we're talking thousands of videos, yeah. thousands of 
pages of PDFs and audio and, uh, you know, uh, just classes and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really kind of scary. And then to pull back that when I got to my new place, I literally was in the fetal position, kind of, you know, sucking my thumb and, and going, what the fuck just happened here? And to like regroup. And um, so here we are. <laughs> Uh, there's just like my brain is on it's been so hard to sit here and I just barrage you with um with <laughs> okay so like do you feel like the hinges like you kind of outlined a few things did, did, did the hinges really start to come off the bus when you kind of went against a left-leaning establishment when you know you started you know kind of being pro supporting a right-leaning um you know presidential candidate plus uh, launching your book no like, no actually think it started before hmm. so it, it probably started around 2007 2008 hmm. and I gotten some pushback on a few a few videos I don't remember exactly what they were about at this point um, and that's when I started you know just kind of stepping back kind of like what is going on here because I was like literally getting attacked for putting forth fake news about pedophilia, about sex trafficking, about rape camps, about, um, uh, you know, the dark overlords uh, of the low astral plane entity, I call them low astral plane entity motherfuckers, that are giving orders to the powers that wanna be. So the powers that wanna be are the family elites of the world that are like controlling the narrative of the consensus what i call the consensus matrix aggregate system reality that our outer screens every person has an outer screen that watches the world and actually believes that to be what's real and what's true and it's not it's the movie of the matrix where you are playing a role in that movie and what people don't understand which is what i was focusing in on is endeavoring to really kind of teach people that okay this is what's going on and at that point people had seen the matrix so they were hip to the terminology but to understand that that matrix system reality is not pliable what is pliable is your reality and it's not what's going in your head which is the inner screen it's the center screen where you are the observer where you are aware that you are aware of your reality mm-hmm. and that when you step into the sort of interaction with the world at large that you are a participant in that movie and what you have to do is you have to flip it on its head and go no you are a participant in my movie and that is where creation of reality your own reality starts rocking it you know so i was putting forth things like that and interspersing all the information regarding satanic ritual abuse and ways to dissolve trauma and exercises um journaling exercises because a lot of people number one uh are caught up in their own sort of survival they don't want to spend the money 
Um, and it's not a one-off deal. Like, um, I am a huge non-fan of new age bullshit where, oh, you just align your reality and you just line it all up and poof, it's all gone. It's like, who are these people? Like, excuse me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand where you're coming from. So, so there's that. So I really am into giving people practical tools that you can do for free in the comfort of your own home with a pen and a pad of paper and you just write out all the shit that's in your head, all the shit that you see out here and witness all of that and come to your own conclusions, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, if you're not focused in on the drama of what I call the yeah, yeah, gaga, zaza of the world and gnash about, um, you know, they won't ignore you. And I think that's what was going on is that I was really uh, touching upon things that didn't require money, that didn't, um, didn't push you into continually screaming your head off and being frustrated. And I think they just took notice of me, you know, and of course I learned about the keywords. And by the time I learned about all of that, look, it was too late. You know, it's too late. You can't take back what you put on a video necessarily. I mean, you could, you could just delete it and pretend it never, never existed, which is what the, I hear the YouTube is like doing more and more and more and more. So. I got upon like the million questions that I have, the, <laughs> I guess like the, the, the question where I want to start here is like, how did all this start? Like you wanting to even go on YouTube and post controversial content, you know, like, like what's your connection with all of that? Like, cause that, like, that's not a, an environment that most people choose to want to operate on in private, but never mind operate in on that level in a public space well so like, it, 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 let's see that's a good question that's and it's uh it's multi-layered um we got time put it like just fill it <laughs> out for me. Like, i got well, i mean all room. i can say is that in the 80s you know i have this really rude awakening where um i was a yuppie in san francisco and I was just kind of like merrily going along. And I just started noticing that the people that I was hanging around with, I didn't like them. Like they were liars, they were connivers. And I started getting these very, very deep hints that they were not who they said they were. And so I just started questioning things like, why does hanging out with this person make me feel anxious? And I really started looking into that. And I had my own sort of um, conflicts too with what I was doing. And um, I was working in the insurance field at that time and just understanding, like I'm a math freak. And I realized, wow, I'm, this is all fixed on peddling fear and doing mathematical probabilities on ways to die and just weird shit like that. And then the stock market crashed in 87. And the people that I worked with, 
we're very wealthy, <coughs> very connected. And um, there was one day where I woke up and I realized I was having these weird dreams. Now, this is gonna sound really kind of kooky, you know, but bear with me. And at the time I was in, I was doing some really, really deep trauma therapy work of my own, okay? Okay. And so I was in that place of sort of extricating myself from trauma, but also seeing the sort of trauma outside of me and the sort of bullshit where I don't subscribe to this. I don't want to do this. This is not, this is not my thing. And I tried to balance things by being a musician, you know, on the sidelines. And uh, even that was really, really weird because I was confronted with a lot of over-sexualized invitations and things like that. And that wasn't cool with me either. So I realized there's something going on here. There's a weird network of weird shit. I don't know what it is, but it felt as if I was pressing up against a cellophane veil that was like, like I remember being in front of the mirror and wanting to poke the mirror. And I just remember going, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but it's true. And I started reading books, um, Aspensky, Gurdjieff. I started looking at all this sort of mystical, philosophical material and just started going down some rabbit holes. And um, these dreams, I realized having this conversation with my the best mentor ever who was my therapist Pearl she said you need to fucking pay attention to this shit you know because you're being instructed from dr the dream world and the dream world isn't all that different from this world I remember her saying that I'm like what like okay and I started connecting the dots it's like okay I'm paying attention so over like a nine ten month period um, I started collecting these dreams. I would write them down. They were weird. I didn't understand what was going on. Some of it was about Chinese medicine. Some of it was about the chakra system. Some of it was about uh, the various realities, uh, planes of realities of existence. And uh, some of it was quantum physics. Like I didn't know what was going on. And it was just, I was just kind of like along for the ride. It's like, okay. Here's my journal log here for this dream. And so that was happening. And then one day I answered my phone at my office and there was a client who said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I gave your phone number to this young woman and I think you can help her. I don't know why I think you can help her, but I just have a feeling you have the information that she needs. And this was an attorney. I didn't really know her other than she was a client, you know. And this woman, this young woman phones me and she describes these memories about being on a table and having this weird ritual with a bunch of other kids and her father was part of it. And that's all she remembers. And so I was like, whoa, 
Like, what's happening here? No kidding. Like, that just must have been really hard. It was, it was a bomb that had gone off in my lap, in my head. And I had no experience. I'm not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I don't have any of that in the background. But I do have a lot of sexual abuse in my background. And I also have some weird religious abuse in my background. So it, it just started unraveling. And I was pretty spun. And I remember talking to Pearl and she would say, pay attention. Just pay attention. That's what it is about being awake. Is you pay attention to what is happening in your reality. And you let reality guide you as to what your next step was. And that's how it started. It's like one step in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. Um, I, uh, Pearl and I looked through my notes of my uh, dreams. And she managed to put together everything in a very cohesive way. And it was basically an instructional manual of how to dissolve trauma and trauma-based mind control, utilizing the totality of reality, the totality of mind control, being able to like work with that, being able to work with emotional reactivity, being able to work with belief structures, thought patterns, um, I mean, you name it. So. Uh, the work ended up being very uh, Chinese medicine, five element Chinese medicine based, meridian based. I started meeting people, touch for health people, uh, bioenergy balancing people, uh, the dowser people. I started meeting all these people that started having me connect the dots. I started doing all these trainings and because I wanted to know more. Uh, so I took courses in five element Chinese theory. I wanted to find out what is this about? What is the understanding here? Things on nutrition, body work, um, the, you know, the chakras and discovered that, oh, okay. So when you go into a psychic fair and they're cleaning out your aura and, and I got to this conclusion that if anybody invited me to a fucking psychic fair, fuck you. I'm not going. It's one of those dangerous fucking places you'll ever find yourself because people are like, going, oh, let me take that off you. And they take it off you and they fucking dump it on the ground. And, and if you're aware, you can see that thing kind of floating off, attaching itself to another person and they have no idea what the hell is going on. And so I started realizing that, oh, okay. And I'm snarky. I'm really snarky. I have this acerbic commentary going on the whole time. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but you know what? We're just going to connect the dots. And um, so that's basically how it all started. And people started finding me. Like, it's not like I hung out a sign. I didn't put an ad in the paper. I, I didn't even have business cards for like eight years, maybe nine years. I didn't have business cards. It was just word of mouth. And, uh, you know, it's like, I didn't have a set program for folks. It was, I was guided, you know, and it was a very interactive relationship that I had with these survivors because they were creating their own reality. And I was just really more or less holding the space for it and being somewhat of a guide 
in that I had specific tools that I would offer up. And, you know, if you wanted to do it, fine. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know what to do. And that's a lot of this sort of weaponized woundology and this victim fucking consciousness that's happening right now. I can't stand it. Because people are, the, the identification with my wounds, and I'm so oppressed, and I'm oh, so damaged, and men are fucked, and what? I just like, I can't, I, I can't. So I don't even participate in that stuff anymore. And uh, so it's a choice. Wow, like it just like, again, like, oh. <laughs> just like, well, oh. and. and I'm older too. So, you know, um, I, I think I've just been around the block where I'm just not shocked by anything anymore, you know? Yeah. So when you started kind of feeling like this shift in your life and you, you recognized that you needed to start like connecting these dots and things started kind of falling into place, like, like, did you feel at peace with that? Like, did it no, feel No, natural? my personal life fell apart. And I was married at the time. And, um, like, I started really seeing this person as, wow, I just, I fell into some program here. You know, bing! And he was in it, I was in it. And um, at, at that point, um, I, I ended up leaving seven years later and I knew I was going to leave. It, it's like, yeah, this is not, this is not viable, but for the meantime, okay, this is what, this is what we're doing. I really needed to, um, uh, really get some, get some things organized in a way because I tend to be kind of impulsive, but I'm very anchored in, practical things so I was very practical about my egress I knew it was over and I knew that I was being downloaded I mean that was the term that Pearl uh, kept repeating is that you're being downloaded you're being downloaded you're being upgraded and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about just just trust the process and I started meeting more and more people that were like really on this path and doing some really incredible things that were like definitely way outside the box. And so um, a lot of my friends and family members, they thought I'd gone insane, you know? And so what I did, <laughs> it's going to sound really funny, is that I played into that. It's like, good, you want to think on some kind of psycho betya and I'm losing my shit and I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'll let you have that because in my own mind and in my own reality and world, I was sifting through. It's like, nope, not that. Yes, I like this. I was just discerning and, you know, making definitive choices about what was in alignment with something else and what was in alignment with myself. And it was really a choosing of myself. So from like say age 26 to about the time I was 35, 36, so 10 years, it took 10 years to like really get clear as to what my priorities are, what I'm aligned with and trying things on like, 
I, I tried on the whole polyamory thing. I actually had that kind of uh, uh, imposed on me, compelled polyamory because I kept choosing people I just wanted to fuck around, you know, and use that as a template for relationship. And I wasn't okay with it, but I just kind of went along with it because I wanted to be with them for whatever reason. And so it's an evolution to go through all those steps and to, you know, burn in your jealousy, burn in, in uh, looking at, wow, I'm kind of a competitive little bit, you know, and just kind of really checking yourself and then going, yeah, okay, do I really need to be like that? How, what is the benefit of being like that? And when you realize there's no benefit, guess what? You, ch you chuck it out, you throw it away, it doesn't work and you just let go. So it was like this unwinding of all the falseness that I had inadvertently, unconsciously, unwittingly subscribed to, aligned with, and releasing those all the while developing the work, my work, myself, um, elevating my, uh, in reality, transfer, transurfing, there's um, life tracks. So we're on, we're on certain life tracks and there's higher and then there's lower. And I was just kind of like bouncing from lower to kind of like, eh -eh. and when I completed this, at least a, uh, a portion of it, I, by leaving my marriage, by letting go of all these drug addicted, alcohol addicted friends, I elevated my reality. I elevated my life track to be much more clear so that I could be more available for doing the work. And, and I realized that it's not even my work. I'm really just a caretaker of all of this. It doesn't belong to me. I really like when you're talking, I really appreciate how you almost still kind of connect with being a little bit of a skeptic of <laughs> everything that was going on in your life back then, all yeah. years later. Yeah. Like, like, is he, like, is there still a part of you that is, like what the hell is going on? Like, well, like what's going on? Am I like, do you, are you fully connected with it now? Because like, like I, I love how pure and is it is like, just like when you talk about it, you're, you're just, you're like, like you, you can tell, like there's this, there's this healthy skepticism to who you were back then. Like, is there still some of that today? Like, like, or do you know, do you feel what I'm yeah. talking about? Well, I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And I, I think to a degree that's true. Because um, we have this matrix system reality, you know, the world at large, that is very much controlled by the folks who I call the powers that want to be. I mean, I, I won't even give them the powers that be. I won't do it. You know, and I'm not even pushing up against, it's just like, no, you don't get any of my energy. Plain yeah. and simple. However, each thing that we align with is its own matrix system reality. And so we have to be, I think we have to be very discerning. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I am like really present with what's going on and uh, it works until it doesn't work. And 
and you know, I, I, I don't stay there and cling to it. You know, you find something better or you find something that's more aligned. Um, so it, in, my, in my life right now, I've gotten things down where, um, in fact, I made, a, I made a graphic about it. I mean, it's a circle uh, with a, a line, it's a half circle, so it's pink and purple because I like those colors, you know, and on top of the, you know, on top of it, the, on top of the horizon, above the horizon is create, below the horizon is self-care. That's my life. I don't have any drama. You know, I don't hang out with people. I'm a hermit. And it's not because I don't like people, although I don't like most people, I'll admit it. But I don't have to. I don't have to fucking like them. I mean, who says you have to like people? No one. You know, well, that's just, especially with that, like the thousands of people we're exposed to now. Like we're like we're not even connected to those environments where we have to try to find a way to be able to like hundreds if not thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people in these interactions we both like it's just not even real to like who we are as a species or like as an yeah. energy force like in this world right yeah yeah true true and so and of course with this uh i call it the global corralling i, I mean like people go well how are you doing with this i'm going i'm fucking just fine with it i'm not doing anything different you know because when I'm creating, when I was traveling a lot, I mean, it was full on. I mean, people have no idea that when you travel constantly, it's not that fun. Honestly, it isn't that fun. It's like your schedule is not your own. And, you know, because people will ask me, especially my few, my few friends that are around me, um, they'll ask me, God, you're so easygoing. How, how can you be easygoing? I go, it's because I traveled a lot. And when you travel a, a lot, Guess what? You have no control over schedules. You don't have any control about what people are doing in, in the seat next to you. They're going to do what they're going to do. And if you're a complete control freak, uh, you know, get ready for your world to be turned upside down because it's a shitstorm for control freaks, you know. And I think to a degree, I was a control freak because I was so traumatized by my life that I would try to control every little thing and, and try to plan shit. And then when you travel, you can plan the best you can. And then guess what? Life happens. And yeah, like three hour security lineups, then delayed. Exactly. Flight, and then lost exactly. luggage and then this, that, and then yeah. yeah. Like or being taken out of the security line and having all your shit checked out again and again and again. Yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever. So I'm just kind of like, I, I just have an interesting go at it, you know, moment to moment to moment. Um, so this current reality that I'm in and what I do, you know, it's like I, I do a lot of Zoom, <laughs> do a lot of Skype. Um, I do a lot of FaceTime and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it, it's not any different from what I've been doing for the last, you know, what, 10 years? Mm. It's not that different. You know, because we are in this age where we're, uh, and we can fight it kicking and screaming. We just have to be smart about how we interface with, with technology, you know. So, so I, a, a question I've been waiting to like ask, you know, and I want to jump into this because like, obviously every second that you talk, a million more questions pops in my mind. <laughs> um, how hard was it 
because you had this life, this like well-established life, you know, and then like you said, like there's kind of like this stock market crash, things started to kind of change. Like what was the battle like for you personally when, because obviously your programmed life up into that point was probably relatively comfortable. And then all of a sudden you start experiencing all these different sensations and dreams and really questionable environments and like things that aren't cut and dry things that aren't yeah. black and white things you yeah. can't control and like where does that leave you as well, a person you know honestly i was not a happy camper honestly um i had started working on my trauma stuff it came in starts and stops because i would get to a certain uh, I would get to a certain place in my recovery and in my healing where, and you know, there's incest, pedophilia, I mean, the whole nine yards, it was fucked. And I didn't know what to do about it. And of course, you know, a lot of the unraveling that happens, uh, I mean, it started happening like when I was a teenager in the seventies where I was having this awareness where all these memories started coming up and there was no, there was really no help available. And I was so embedded and buried under the, the sort of guilt and shame that I had absorbed from uh, the perpetrators that I, the organic me, the true divine creator, Maria was, she was buried somewhere, you know, and, so it was really this step by step by step, you know, one step forward, four steps back, that kind of thing. And then it was two steps and then, you know, and then sometimes I would just say, oh, fuck this, I'm not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. And so during those times where I would say, fuck it, I'm not gonna do it, is when I just worked all the time. And so I have a tendency to fall back on workaholism and doing, 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 rather than being quiet and being self-reflective. So I've had to learn how to like, yeah, allow those two to meet and get centered. So when I started working with Pearl, which was a couple of years before the stock market crash, I was really lucky because one of her, one of her beautiful attributes was not only was she astute and very gifted at uh, handholding in the unraveling of your trauma and and dealing with the sort of somatic experiencing of that and also dealing with the the energy explosions and the infusions and you know pulling that apart but she was also really great at handholding you onto the next level of your life stream, your life track, mm -hmm. where you don't get to wallow here, you get to, she gave me tools to come up. And I'm very, very thankful for that because it made me realize that, you know, all of this, and I noticed it back then, this identification with how fucked up things are, the identification with, with how awful my mom treated me this identification with how awful my wife is my identification with how powerless it all is and i'm gonna get what i want anyway you know all that kind of stuff and i just was like 
it just didn't feel good to me. You know, it made me sick. So it, it's like my body was really um, kind of at the forefront of just letting me know that, okay, it's not quite, you're getting it, but it's not quite there. Um, and so as I unwound a lot of the, that trauma and was able to like, like really leave it behind, you know, there were other things to face. And that's like that ongoing thing that once you start unpeeling the onion, it goes on and on and on. And then you get to the core and then you realize, oh, this isn't the core. There's fucking more. There's more. Because when you deal with trauma, there's the, uh, you know, it's like this concentric, concretized uh, sort of security zone that happens. And as you get closer to the core, you realize that there's more protection there. I mean, that's what trauma-based mind control is, is that there's the purity of you right dead center. And then all these things happen to us and it creates this concrete barrier. And then more stuff happens and there's more on that and more on that and more on that. And, and it just goes and goes and goes. And most people are not willing to do the digging. They're not willing to take an ice pick, a sledgehammer, because sometimes that's what it takes mm -hmm. to uh, get through to that and, um, and really get to know who they really are, you know? And so it, was, it wasn't pretty to get to know who I was, you know, because I had been blasted with so much negativity about who I was and everything that, that was bad that happened to my mom was my fault. And I really fucking believed it. I really believed it, that her unhappiness was my fault and I needed to pay for the rest of my fucking life, mm. you know? And when, as a kid, when you have that ingrained in you, it's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I didn't end up on Skid Row. I'm lucky I didn't end up being an ax murderer, you know? Um, it, it, I took turns in uh, that that really supported my life's direction to elevate because I had really great people just appearing in perfect timing that were ready to handhold me to like the next the next level. Yeah. So in and yeah, and again, this one those things, I I gotta go back to like you, it, you, you brought you looped it around uh, in in what you just said too. People always come back to, okay, I'll rephrase that. The majority of the time people want to mislabel other people like you as being stronger than them or being different than them in somehow where like you can break through that cement. You can take the jackhammer. You can take the sledgehammer. You're like, I'm going to bust this bitch open at all costs. But for some reason, they don't want to put themselves in that same category. Why do people do that? Why is that such a systemic problem? And why is it being exacerbated now? Like, like people refuse to want to understand who they are as people and reflect to any degree now. They would, like, because you, like you talked about, like the victim mentality where it's easier to say, 
you know, like in, in the case, like what you talked about, like with your mom, it's like, well, like you are the problem. You are the reason why that, you know, like your mom's life ended up like a certain way, but it's like, well, what about the accountability from her? What about the accountability of everything else that doesn't rest on your shoulders? Like maybe you did play a part in it. Was that part 5%? Was it 50%? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. I guarantee you it wasn't hundred percent, but yeah. that's where people live these days where like they want it to be. Most people want it to be a hundred percent the other people's fault, but then also say, well, I don't even have the strength. I don't have the tools, the capacity, even when they're all laid out right in front of people. But it's just like, it's just this, this stop sign, this, like they put themselves like, like, what do you see that? Like, like, what is your opinion? Because you alluded that you can't fucking stand these people and neither can I. <laughs> and it's like one step away from just like, cause like I exit myself from those kind of people routinely on a daily basis and I've just come to understand that for my own personal sovereignty I cannot be around victim mentality people no, you can't oh woe is me like it is the most disgusting place for me in my life to put myself is in that kind of space where it sucks that energy out of me and when I made that decision a few years ago um, I have never been at more peace inside of my body and my mind right than on. I ever have been in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. And so that is such a great question because it is extremely, as you know, it's systemic. And it stems back to childhood stuff. It stems back to the lack of connection with mommy and daddy, you know, and most people are not curious to look at that kind of stuff because it's so painful. So what they do is they look outside themselves. They are stuck in the matrix. So this outer screen of the world at large, and it gets, it gets advocated and it gets supported and drilled into us through media, through television, through Netflix, through just all the stuff, and to a degree, YouTube. Um, so uh, we have to be really, really discerning. And we have to, what we have to do is we have to reparent ourselves. We have to do the great work and do everything that it takes to remother ourselves, to refather ourselves, to get good with our own internal masculine and feminine, get balance in our being and doing and our enjoyment and suffering, that all has to come into balance, but you have to want to do it. And unfortunately, those people that will never ever do the great work, they look outside themselves to have reality, to have that authority tell them what to do, whether it's governments or uh, religion or your husband or your wife or whatever. I mean, I know so many people that are fucking trapped in that nightmare. And, and it's so funny because they have me as an acquaintance or a friend, but will they ever, ever say, pick up my book, even if I give it to them for free? Will they ever go hit the YouTube channel? or ask me a question and really engage me. No, they will not. They would much rather 
give their creative energy to the gods of CNN and, and go there rather than have a good look at what's going on inside, you know? And so um, I know that for many years I gnashed, I gnashed my head up against the wall wanting to chew nails because I was so frustrated with just the, um, the, the addiction and the craziness that I was witnessing in the San Francisco Bay Area where I'm from. I mean, in California, I mean, there's a reason for it. It's just people do not want to do the work. They want to partake in what you've created, you know? And so this whole takeover that's happened and it's funny, I saw it happening in the 70s. You know, I remember in college um, having these, I went to a very, very liberal Uber leftist school. And I just remember being sort of groomed in many ways to be this sort of victim because I'm a Eurasian woman and I'm an immigrant and I'm so petite and poor me. It's like, dude, I have three black belts, fuck off. You know, I can take care of myself. And, you know, just sort of this weaponizing of the female gender that we're helpless, we're just rape victims and on and on and on and on. And, you know, I started really going into that. And when I discovered that um, the stats of rape of men versus women, male versus female, were almost equal, I was floored. I was fucking floored. I'm like, wow, no surprise there. And then as I traveled, you know, just the sort of witnessing of the, um, that, that children were not regarded, they're not respected, that they're abused and it's okay. And it's just like, it's just part of life. I, I was shocked. So, you know, it, it's like these shocks can either inspire you to become a better person and to and to, you know, kind of dig in to see where you fall in, in this scene, or it just concretizes your fear and allows you to either cower or to become a perpetrator yourself, you know? And so I know that for myself, um, just the, the process of self-responsibility, it's huge you know this it's huge and and how do we delve into it it's painful this is not a, it's not a fun project to to take on i don't know about you but you know it, it it was so painful in so many ways for me that i a lot of the times and and i mentioned this before i just wanted to quit i just wanted to say fuck it you know i don't want to do it i don't want to do it you know I, I want to drink three martinis in a row and just get fucked up, you know? And, uh, and of course, you have to go there and it's like, okay, that shit was not fun. What a waste of time. And so I know when I was younger, I did all my drugs, did all my alcohol abuse, all that shit, got it out of my system. And I'm a doer, you know? I like to play music. I like to paint. I like to dance. I like to, you know, I like to be awake. And so for me, fear was a very, um, and I think I was, a, I was kind of lucky. You know, one of the things that I do with my clients and students when they are unraveling their trauma is to 
we, we do a little bit of work around finding the advantage and the benefits of that shit show. And, you know, some people at that point will tell me to fuck off and never want to hear from me again. And other people will like, oh, what a novel idea. And that was one of the things that I, I did for myself. Find the advantage of your fucked up childhood and everything that you had gone through and all of that. And, um, and That's I did. non-victim mentality though, right? Like when you yeah. look at that and you say like, I went through this because like, that's just the, the silver yeah. lining, you know, like that's yeah. finding like the benefit, like, the, like it's saying that nothing of atrocity ever has a benefit. And that's, that's the biggest bullshit that we know, but yeah. people don't want to connect with that part. It's just the, this happened to me, just have all this like sympathy and empathy for me. I just want to be able to sit there, suck my thumb. I want to be handhold. Yeah. I want yeah. to be, yeah. but, but yeah. like, don't want to find like the ultimate benefit into having like, you know, saying like, yeah, I had this shit happen, you know, but like there can be this positive driving force in my life that happens because of all of that shit, you know, but like, like, why do you think we've been spun this way? Because like, there's not a person on this planet that can convince me that like media and, you know, some of like these really big social media companies can't clearly see that there is just like the overpopulation of like victim mentality and you know like just really wanting to coach society down that road of like yeah. the oh what was me continually all all yeah. the time it's, versus it's, like, a, it's a design flaw it it really is it's by design it, it's not a design it is by design this is exactly what the fuck they want and part of it is the hurting of human consciousness. It's the war for our consciousness, a war for our creativity. Because these low entity, low vibe motherfuckers that are like spouting out the orders to the elites and the elites are too stupid. You know, their, their lust for money and power is their undoing. That's what they want at the expense of the rest of humans. And humans are too, they're too, they're too willing to be herded to belong to a group, to belong to a family, to belong to uh, this consensus reality of group, group think, feel, do, speak, you know, echo chambers and all that kind of stuff. People want to belong. And so the disintegration of the family, and this is across the board, this is across the board. I mean, when you go into other societies where people are banished because they don't fucking follow the rules, it's the same shit. You know, it's that tribal law. So the powers that want to be have discovered ways to exact tribal law, to weaponize the wounds of tribal law. And now they're weaponizing truth. And, and so if you speak against or you speak something that is not along the lines of the consensus reality that they want to just pound and shove down people's throats, you're kind of fucked. And, um, and that's the, the sort of game that uh, we play when we do things like podcasts and YouTube and are not barking out the same shit that that most people are doing of the oh, oh ain't it awful and um or 
just outing the shit show. And I used to do it and I, I got smacked, you know, I knew better. And I did it anyway, because I was caught up in the pendulum swing of, you know, the extremes and not like, not understanding fully, you know what, you just fed them a whole shitload of your creative energy. You know, and people don't understand that. I mean, you know, they're gobbling up whatever CNN, CNN, I can't even say it, you know, whatever lamestream media is like coughing up and they're buying it. I mean, you know, this whole thing with the coronavirus, I mean, I'm just like floored. I'm floored by it. it it's just like, what? And, you know, and like, like, obviously this is a huge rabbit hole to me because I routinely post all this stuff that the CDC of BC comes out with, which is contradictory to everything that they say on the news. And I'm like, just fucking listen to it. Yeah. Just read. Like, this isn't me saying this. This is our governing body, and they're misrepresenting the facts on the news. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, here, look at it for yourself. And people are like, they it won't do it. It's up. plain sight. It, it's in plain sight. And that's the thing that makes the powers that want to be so insidiously evil they don't even hide the shit mm. it's in plain view as a mathematics person a friend of mine she she was confused about the stats and she's all crazy just like all fucking crazy you know mask at home i'm not kidding mask in the fucking car i mean give me a fucking break like yeah. what and and she's not speaking to me currently so you know whatever don't speak to me. I, I'm okay with that. You got to do what you got to do. But she asked me, she says, okay, you're a mathematician. Can you show me the math? And she gave me the stats. I did the math, showed her the percentage of the, the CV deaths versus the total population. We broke it down and all this kind of stuff. And she still doesn't get it. Mm. Like she still doesn't get it. And this is this is the part when it comes to this that irritates the fuck out of me to no end. Is that so in and the thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, like like I really feel like this is a left-leaning problem because like a lot of things we're talking about right now is like like left-leaning issues have basically become like 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 hard left-leaning people want society to be like a fucking big child, like a big yeah. baby that's coming up. And this is a classic. I mean, yeah. And with this, when people are just like, but there was like 80,000 people tested. I'm like, who fucking cares if 80 million people were tested? That doesn't mean anything. And there's like, well, 80,000 people have the coronavirus. Who fucking cares? 80,000 people have a lot of shit. The only, thing, the only number that anybody should ever really be abhorring is how many people are dying. Yes. That number is so astronomically low. It is to justify all the bullshit is saying like, we're going to only publish how many people were tested is who cares? Like yeah. really at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Because there's a lot of people who have a driver's license. There's not a lot of people who die from driving, but if you want to talk about how horrible driving is and only focus on like how many people have driver's license, you'd be like, Oh my God, everybody's going to die the second they step out of their house. But yeah. if you just before that, how many like deaths from cars? And it's not that high in percentage. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're so, focusing on such the wrong number. But to be able to get people to stick their thumb in their mouth and go lay down in bed. And that's what they want. They want to be in the fetal position. And, you know, they want to be fed. They want their food brought to them, their drinks brought to them. But da 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 da, da. And, and it's like, it, it, I'm, 
<laughs> I, when it first started happening, I gotta say I was fucking gobsmacked. I had to fucking, I turned off everything and fortunately, I had my videos scheduled, you know, where I didn't have to fucking interact because I'm just like, oh my God, the stupid is happening. And even that, I don't even want to say that because I don't want to push up against it, you know? And that was, that, that's part of the, um, the sort of weaponizing of woundology that I'm seeing is the fucking self-importance of being a goddamn victim Okay, and the self-importance here of, of uh, spewing truth. Mm. None of these work. None of them work. Mm. You know, it just feeds more of the creative energy into the matrix system reality as promulgated by the powers that want to be through these low vibe entity motherfuckers and they're not even human jesus you know i mean it just goes on and on and on and this shit has been in play for millennia for millennia you look over our world history <laughs> it just goes none of this is surprising you know it, it's like and it, it always brings me back to um uh what what was that what was that show that was around 2004 2005 oh battlestar galactica the new one mm -hmm. this has happened before and it'll happen again it's like yeah no shit you know it's like when are we gonna get it right and the only way i think we get it right is if each and every one of us has the ability to just like take stock and take personal responsibility like i can't change anybody's life it's not about changing your life it's about choosing your life as far as I'm concerned, because you can't really change anything. You make a different choice and things change. You know, it's not about changing anything per se, you know, and so to inspire people and, and I, I do see that people are getting fed up. I do see, um, like I, I got a, an email from a friend who was a total Uber leftist, Hillary supporting, you know, nitwit. Sorry, but just I didn't say, like, you said Hillary supporting. I was like, oh, like fuck, I don't want to. Like hitting me up for money to support a psychopath. It's like, well, she's a woman. I, I'm sorry, and I, and I'm, I was crude. I was crude. I said, you know, like, I mean, she is the perfect version of vagina dentata. I mean. I hate to say it that way, and she got it. And she said that that image stuck with her for the last three, four years. And she went down the rabbit hole and has discovered some horrifying shit. Now, interestingly enough, the horrifying shit that she discovered is the same horrifying shit that I forwarded to her, I don't know, about five years ago or something, but she wasn't ready to listen. Yeah. And she's ready to listen now because she's finally seeing the ludicrousness of her alignment. Mm -hmm. And all it took was her own life track being impacted directly by something that was aligned by that organization that she aligned herself with 
and discovered some truths. And that's what it took. And she had to go down that rabbit hole herself. I couldn't do it for her. And so here it is, it's five years later, and she's like, oh, like, what was I thinking? It's like, dude, you weren't thinking. You know, you were just going along, do, 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 because there is that mind control. It's that fake feminism mind control where, wow, she's got a pussy. Okay, I'm, I'm voting for her. It's like, that's dumb. That is just like the stupidest thing. So, you know, it really is about um, really being conscious about what you're, what you're being pulled toward yeah. and making sure that that magnet is a good one. And, and you got to understand where it's going, where it came from, who's funding it, and asking all these questions. People, you know, for me, when I started doing my own research, and this was before computers, so we're talking going to the library, going through microfiche. Do you know how nauseating it is to flip through the whole microfiche systems? And, I mean, you know, it's like, what? I just wanted to puke most of the time trying to track down articles to back up certain things or to debunk it. I'd spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours for years doing this shit going, oh my God, it's like right there. It's right there. It's and in people won't even click on a link now to make sure that the I, I know. is the headline. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like all oh, this explosive inflammatory headline. And we all know, like, it's no secret that these headlines are manufactured yes. to get yes. you to be yeah. expressive without investigation. Yeah. But people still don't want to even put in any effort, and the effort is seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can't do that, the likelihood that they're going to bust a move and do some journaling and burning exercises on a fucking notepad is very unlikely, mm. you know? And, and I think that's part of what it is. People just don't give a shit, you know? Or they're hungry for violence in the streets. I mean, I know a bunch of those people. I know a bunch of those people who call themselves part of the truth and freedom movement. They're fucking itching to do it. It's like, okay, have fun, mm. you know? You can't- Like, do you think that like, because what it seems like right now is like like people want to connect more with the fuel for their their victim passion than yes. really understand how to be a solid warrior of accountability. Like yes, like I agree. Like I, I agree. Let me go out in the streets and burn shit because like I I feel like I'm I'm a victim. It's like it's like no like this shit is an atrocity in its own regard, don't hijack the like noble yes. cause that is because you're a yes. asshole. Like yes. I, that's the part to me that I can't, under, like, I just don't understand, you know, like you see like these people walking in the streets, these like Instagram, you know, like influencers, they walking all dressed up real quick into the street and people are marching and they have another person capture a photo with them or these fucking politicians taking a, a knee out of respect, you know, in like, oh, God. I'm just like, it makes me want to, fucking vomit when I see these politicians do this shit. So I'm like, like, do something, like do something proactive. Don't just fucking yes. sit there and say like, yeah. Oh, I virtue want to signaling virtue signaling bullshit. Yeah. So I, I have to share this. Actually, this is the, it is the topic of my next, my video that's coming out tomorrow. Um, I had a weird thing happen at a local box store. Okay. Really weird. 
So I'm in there. It's fucking hot. So I go in there. I have my mask on. You need a mask to get in. As soon as I'm in, I hit the plants. I take the fucking mask off. There are other people. Their masks are off too. You know, we're like, ha, 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 blah, blah. No good plants for me. So I'm walking down the aisles, you know, and I, I realize I'm in my head lamenting about how, how uh, abused and distressed those plants were and what could I do? And I stopped and I went, I'm awake. I am myself, I see my reality. Because when I get stuck in my head or I get stuck in you know, making assessments of what's going on outside, I've just taken a snooze. And so you know, it's, it's that pot, it's like, come back to center, come back to center, Missy. So I do that, I notice there's a dude eyeing me, a masked man, I'm going, huh. And he looked kind of cute, you know, I'm single, I'm out, why not, you know, so, but then he kind of runs away. So this happens, I, I'm looking for the aisle that has the irrigation uh, uh, systems, so parts and all that kind of stuff, you know, cause I'm a do it yourself kind of girl. So I'm doing this, I'm down this aisle, here's this dude again, and he runs off. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling this sort of like, magnetic charge I go we're gonna have an interaction I don't know what kind of interaction it's gonna be but I don't know so I'm thinking he's flirting with me so here I am irrigation I'm looking you know I've got my little post-it I'm going oh okay there there it is right there and here's a dude he approaches me he literally gets down on his fucking knees and I'm thinking is he gonna propose ask me how what and what he does is that he apologizes and begs for my forgiveness on behalf of himself and white people for oh. oppressing me, oppressing me as a brown-skinned Asian woman. That so right there, he made oh. a bunch of assumptions. And I'm like this, I'm a snarky asshole. I'm just like going, I got, I was standing up, I go, what the fuck? I go, get up off your knees. Good Lord. And I said, I said, dude, first of all, I've never seen you before in my life. I said, I thought you were going to ask me out. <laughs> yeah. Propose, do something funky like that. But this, like, are you for real? I've never met you. You've never done anything to me. And I hate to break it to you, but white folks have never done anything to me either. I've never been oppressed by white people. I don't know what you're talking about. So stop. And so we had this conversation, this interesting exchange. And the guy was, he was clearly impacted by the coronavirus, clearly impacted by all the stuff that's going on, clearly impacted. He had drank that Kool-Aid that as a white man, a middle-aged white man at that, that he had somehow contributed to all the shit. It was all his fault. He was a rapist because he had a penis. I mean, it just went on and on. I was just like, wow, dude, fucking relax. And but so, the, the worst part about that is that's the barrage of like the last fucking three years. Meeting yeah. yeah. Like that's not even like, like this has all happened rapidly in a yeah very yeah it's period escalated of time, where it's, it's like yeah like if you're a white man and you happen to be about thirty five well I guess like me like right now it's like like you should carry shame 
because you woke up and you could breathe that day. And it's like, but the thing is to me, I'm like, I don't want to, I, I would never want to take away somebody else's sovereignty as saying like, does that make me better than you? Like, fuck yeah. No. We're all yeah. human beings. Yeah. Like, exactly. when you put me in that class, you put yourself in another class and that presumption would be you put yourself in a more of a derogatory class because you want to buy into a narrative that I'm in some kind of superior class. And I don't fucking want that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a very strange exchange. Yeah. And, and so what I did, what was interesting, and, and I put, put this out there on my YouTube channel, I saw that interaction as a wink and nudge from the universe showing me a sign that I was actually stepping forward into uh, materializing and attaining an intention and a goal, which was to um, reach more people deeply in the work that I do and to also um, come away with um, teaching modalities of the world at large and teaching about the outer screen, the inner screen, and the center screen. We actually had a conversation about it. And interestingly enough, I told him about my goals and my intentions. And I asked him before we parted ways, um, do you have any goals and intentions as a human being? And he says, I'd like to be a better human being. And I go, well, I think, I think you're well on your way. And part of this is about not taking on a consensus reality that has nothing to do with you. And he got it, you know, he really, really got it. So it, 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 it's so interesting. And, and it's interesting because he didn't take off his mask. You know, he kept that on, which was interesting. And the social distancing, I mean, that was definitely active. I actually wanted to like give him a hug, but you know, I could feel it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna like impose that, but you know, mm. yeah, it's like, wow. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. Like when you look at in the, the part to me is if what's going on right now in the world isn't rock bottom of this super toxic victim misidentification of like power and strength, yes. if this isn't the rock bottom of that, what is it going to be? Because what's happening right now and, you know, even to the fact that like all of our major media outlets are clearly left-leaning bias who clearly want to walk people down a certain road, that's yes. scary enough as it is already. But you see the hostile animosity and tension that's growing because of misinformation and, you know, like, hey, people arguing over coronavirus and, you know, you have people arguing over Black Lives Matter and then it's like, well, are you an all lives matter person or are you a black lives matter person? Because now that's a thing that people are arguing about because. Oh, oh yeah. No, um, I, I had a post on Facebook about, uh, and I, I didn't do it on purpose, but it was a share about all lives. It was gone. It just got taken down. It was fact checked, <laughs> which always cracks me up. When people fact check me and they send me to Snopes, I mean, it's like, fuck you, dude. You know, like, really? You're there. Okay. And then I have to take it back because it's like, I don't even want to push up against them. I mean, they're doing the best that they can and they are 
like hell bent on being right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's your world. You know, you get to be right in your world, you know? And so I think that's part of the, um, the diffusing that I have to do because it is easy to get caught up in the, he said, she said, they said, we said, you know, and, and, you know, it's part of the herd hurting the herd mentality where I don't want to participate in that stuff, you know? So I'm just merely focusing in on, you know, creating self-care, having really cool conversations with you and, you know, because that's the important thing. And and it's funny how people don't know how to speak to each other. Like this dude, I, I he's so blessed. I, I said, you know, you're so blessed that this happened with me because I can't even imagine what would have happened if you had done this. And maybe he had, I, I, we didn't talk about it. I didn't ask. If he had done this with somebody else, who was a raging fucking uber leftist commie lunatic. It's like, oh my God. I mean, would you have gotten, would you have gotten emasculated for real? And the, in the, the single-handedly, the worst part about that interaction with that completely fucking insane uber left person would that he would feel like he deserved that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But like he said, wow, it never occurred to me that I'm not part of this. He honestly said that, and I'm like going, oh, praise God. Praise God that you have come to that conclusion that that is a possibility. In fact, it's a probability. You know, I I said, dude, whatever oppression you think has happened between you and me and white people and me, it's never happened. Never happened. But that's what creates that facade of oppression is when you have to fit into a category and that's what he did is and then he imposed that upon you which was opposed upon him yeah 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 that compelled fucking guilt it's like ew just creeps me out it creeps me out but you know i i was very uh appreciative of the interaction you know because find the benefit, find the advantage of it, you know? And um, it, it's funny, I, I now stayed him, you know, what the fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you see as being like any kind of pendulum shift to kind of get us going back even more to center? Like, you know, obviously if we know kind of like if history is going to dictate anything, we're so far to the left right now. We're going to hit hard to the right, balance out a little bit. Once we balance out, we'll drift back to the left and then swing hard to the right and then kind of come back into the middle. Like, what do you see? Like, like, is it going to happen sooner than later in your opinion? Like, like what, what's your interpretation of like when we can be appeased with a little bit of like pulling back from like this insane, like new version of the left? Yeah, yeah. I think um, this is what I'm hoping is going to happen. I'm hoping that what's going to happen is that the truth of the powers that want to be and their agendas and their literal 
infiltration on all walks of life, in all walks of life, all, all around the globe, all around the world, I'm hoping that that's going to be outed. I'm hoping that the lamestream media is going to be outed for the lying sacks of shit that they are. But they are all the time and nobody fucking cares. But the, the thing is, is that the full disclosure of it, um, it has to hit critical mass. And I feel like it's, it's getting there. But at the same time, I know that for myself, I think the way we can really allow that to happen is to make sure that we're not getting caught up in the pendulum swing and the, the, the pendulums. And it's interesting because in reality transurfing, the matrix system realities, um, Zadim calls it uh, pendulums. And, and pendulums require our energy. They all do. And so what we have to do is we have to learn not to give any of that shit energy, not to give it importance and not to, and to also not, um, not make the people who are part of it wrong because those are opposing forces and it allows other opposing forces to come to you. So you have to be very, very, uh, straightforward with what you were giving your attention to. And that's, that's the dilemma because, you know, weaponized truth, it, it, it's happening. And the weaponized truth is, it's still part of the he said, she said, they said, we said, we're right. We're more awake than you. I mean, I hear this shit all the time from, from the so-called woke community. We're so woke, you know, okay, good, good. How's your life going? You know, well, it's gone to shit. It's like, yeah, good luck with that. You know, because if your life is going to shit and you're claiming this and that, I'd have to say you're not really astute at creating your own reality, which means that you are at the effect of pendulums and matrix system reality programs and mind control. So who the fuck are you really? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just another, it's just another layer of the falsification and identification with some false sense of self without really getting to the core because you're still enmeshed in what's going on out here and your acerbic commentary here and you know nobody's really minding the store of the the creation field and that's where reality is pliable is in your creation field it's not in the outer or the inner screen and so anyways it's just yeah, and i had a conversation with this like ultra woke person a few weeks ago and i was like and i just challenged him and i'm like but what is your identity not not the mainstream identity yeah like who are you as a person and like it was always this constant redirect of like headlines and news articles and oh boy. what the movements are and i'm like i'm like yeah. no, no 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 i'm like that's not what i'm asking i'm not asking for regurgitated information yeah yeah. Like, who are you as a human being? When I have a conversation with you, I know who you are as a human being. And like when I, and that's refreshing. But like a lot of these like ultra woke people that I end up talking to, I'm like, I, have, I don't even know who you are. Like, yeah, like, no, they, they don't you? know who they are. And, and that's the whole thing is that the, the sort of weaponized truth movement, that's what I call it, is all these truthers 
truth is woke people, I'm more woke than you, we're more woke than that group, and we're speaking truth. It's like, fuck off. Really? I fucking snooze all the time. I catch myself. You know how you're driving, you know, and I, I just, I just did this yesterday. I'm driving around and, you know, I caught myself, you know, getting really sort of fixated on like the landscape because it was beautiful. You know, next thing I know, I'm fucking slamming on the brakes because I realize I'm getting ready to slam into a fucking motorcycle that stopped because I'm so enthralled by the outside screen. I was fucking asleep thinking that I'm awake. You see what I mean? It's so fucking easy to do. We do on the outside screen. We get enmeshed in the view or back here in our heads, you know, and then here I am, I'm, you know, center screen. It's like, ah, wake up there, Missy. I, we snooze all the fucking time, which is why the, the sort of awakening is about, oh, I snooze, get back, I'm awake, get back to center. Coming back, coming back, coming back. That's what's fucking real. But these people, I share this meme, ooh, aren't I cool? Fuck off, you didn't even make it. You know, it's like, what are you saying? It's just, it, it blows my mind. It cracks me up. Facebook is so entertaining. It's just fucking entertaining to me. You know, I can barely stand it. So I put ridiculous shit up there. Cat memes. I'm into white cat memes. You know, I love that white cat. I love the smudge because it's so ridiculous and so ironically stupid. And you know, that, that's all I can do. It's worthy of my time to post that kind of stuff. But you know, to post all this others, I can't do it. I just, I can't do it. And every now and again, I'll post a video. It'll be up there for like, you know, 10 minutes and then it's down. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had shit where, where, you know, I'm tempted to shit post. And instead of waking up, I shit post anyway. And I've had this thing where, I'm like typing, and as I'm typing, it's being deleted as I'm typing. What the fuck? And it's like, okay, can't shit post, can't do it. It's a waste of time, you know? And so understanding that whatever you put your attention to, you're giving your energy to that thing. And if you don't like that thing, don't give your energy to it. Yeah. And in fact, I'll even go so far as to say, if you really, 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 really want that thing, don't give your energy to it because it just brings in the opposing forces that'll just fuck up your mix. So the, the neutral space of the center screen where you're aware of yourself, aware of reality, that's it. It's simple. It's not fancy. You know, angels with, with trumpets aren't going to fucking greet you and fucking double high five your ass. Oh, you're woke. Whoa. You know, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's just the awareness of where you're at, what you're up to, what you're not up to, and letting everybody else have the same right to be as they are, regardless of the circumstances. And that's a bitch. That's a bitch. We want what we want what we want. See, know? and all that comes back to is just like, you know, like the, the you know, kind of like the lazy grace thing right now is just like being present. And it's yes. like, do we really really are we that far off the mark right now that we have to be coached to be present <laughs> that we you know you have to post being present all the time that like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just like 
so are we that distracted by all the bullshit? Because like when you've talked to like regularly about like this, this matrix and this outer projection of like the world that we get caught up in, you yeah. know, like I look at that because I spend a lot of time, you know, like in the backcountry and hiking and I'm like, when I'm back there, I'm like, this is reality. Like this is the yes. real reality. This is, yes. this is here. When you walk back into things, it's projections of what people want you to see and to understand. This is just marketing 101. Yeah. You know, it's like when people say like the matrix is, isn't real, I'm like, but you're correlating that to the matrix movie. Yeah, they For don't even understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, but I'm like, when you look at that, the matrix is real. You just may not be in this little tub in this fucking burnt out world, you know, but like, are the burnt out world that we live in now when you're just inundated by like misinformation, wrong information, bullshit information and, and marketing bullshit. It's like, that's the same thing, but people refuse to be able to, to see the correlation between that and be like, no, that's just the world we live in today. It's like, no, no, no. That's the world we choose to live in today. Yeah. It's, like, it's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. It's like, that's the, what we, what we think we want because we're kind of coached being told what we want. But the minute that you stand and say, well, no, I actually don't like that, you know, then that's that mold break. And that's where you talk about, like on social media, where these things happen. And I used to think people would, that talked like you, it was bullshit about these social media games until it happened to me. Like, like at the start of all this corona thing, when I started posting all the actual like real stats and criticizing like the information that is out there, I'm like, why are my posts not being posted? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, why can't nobody see them? You know, like, yeah. is it just, why do I post it? And then it's just gone. Like, yeah. where's this post going? This has never happened to me before ever. But now no, like, it's weird. They do all kinds of weird. Like I noticed on my author page at, at the height of the author page there, there was like, I don't know, 8,000, 9,000. Like I'm down to 3,500 likes. It's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like, and it's probably she is a conspiracy theorist or she is whatever, whatever it is. And people are like, oh, yeah, fuck her. I mean, it's so weird. And my posts don't even, nobody sees them. I'm the only one interacting with my own self. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is if you're not toting that hard, crazy left line, if it, if, if it has the appearance to be a right leaning line or controversial to the hard left leaning line, like it does get censored. And yeah. like I, said, I used to think that like, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like it, like I, I wanted to have more belief in it, but when it happens to you, it's a really eerie feeling when it yeah. starts to happen to you and you get caught up in that web and you're just like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. you know, and especially like you guys in the States, like you're, you're supposed to be in the only land on this planet where actual free speech exists. And the minute that YouTube says, or like, you know, that, or Google says, you know, in YouTube, they're going to take down all of the misrepresentation of facts with COVID-19. It's like, who in the yeah. fuck are you to decide yeah. that when they're yeah. clearly misrepresenting the facts? Yeah, so, you can't even mention vitamin C. Vitamin you can't C, vitamin, vitamin C right? as a virus killer, which it is, by the way. Um, you can't mention that. It's all those things that like the, the minute that there may be a, a solution to it, that's not just take your government check and sit at home and let us cripple the economy. 
No, God. It's like, yes, yeah. take some vitamin C, take some vitamin D, you know, be healthy, go outside, get some exercise, like all these kind of things. Like those messages, it's like you have to force that to be able to gain traction. It's not like the easy, you know, like clickbait traction that like most people are getting in. And you see that like amongst like everything and, you know, the hijacking of like that intellectual property of any regard yeah. is like yeah. you think of the millions of people or tens of millions of people who've given their lives for that principle. And then now how that's being like systemically corrupted now in yeah. the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, you know, like COVID-19, all of this shit going on right now and the censorship that's going on. Why did these people die to give us, you know, like yeah. this life and these freedoms yeah. when we're willingly just forfeiting them for the most part? Like it's Exactly. It's and for what? To be safe? It's like when people tell me be safe, I got to say, I'm going to slap a bitch. I really yeah. do. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? Are, are you mandating something to me? Because I feel the weight of it when you say it. It's not even genuine to me. Like, follow the rules. You know, follow the yellow brick road. You know, whatever. It, I just, um, and I'm snarky. I just make fun of shit because I just can't. If I, I know for myself, if I allow myself to, like, have my attention be hijacked, by some of the shit that's out there, oh my God. Like, I immediately feel that anxiety that I can feel my heart starts to pound, my stomach starts to churn, I start getting a fucking headache, my crown chakra starts to buzz. Mm -hmm. and, and these are all warning signs, they're red flags going, uh, girl, come back, come back to center. Earth calling Maria, come back to us, come back, come back, come back. And you know, so these are these reality snaps where we have to pay attention to where our attention is going. You know, when I had stepkids, and just re I remember, oh my God, one time we had to, they, twin boys and a girl. And uh, at that point, the twin boys were seven. And they were learning how to push my buttons. And so here we are, we're going to Hawaii by way of LA. And I thought I was gonna have a fucking nervous breakdown. Oh my God, because I let them, they saw they had control. And so I finally figured out a way to uh, instill their attention. And it was hocus, hocus, hocus. And it was just, you know, some little pseudo magic little thing. And they thought it was the coolest fucking thing. And it worked. So I would say, hocus, focus, focus. And they were like, fucking at attention, backpacks on, back straight, paying attention, lined up. And, it, and it's like, you should be able to fucking do that with, with humanity. Hocus, focus, focus, you know? But, you know, all the chaos, black magic of the powers that want to be, have gotten everybody, for the most part, mesmerized. So it's even easy, it's like, it's easy for me to get caught up, which is why I don't watch the news. I haven't had a TV in decades, you know? And um, 
In fact, people talk about shows. I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. I've never seen The Sopranos. I don't know what that is. And people talk about it like, like it's some kind of like major piece of work in whatever. I don't well, know. That, and it kind of goes back into like, you know, like what we were talking about before is how much time people waste. You know, because like I remember when like Dr. Jordan Pearson, when he's talking about, he's like, if you look at a 24 hour cycle, if theoretically you spend eight hours of that working and eight hours of that sleeping, there's still another eight hours in a day. And that's just in one single day. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but again, it's just like, how many people talk about six or seven shows that they're completely caught up on? But it's like, what have you done for any kind of self? Yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that shit. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's funny because I have long, long standing friendships. And uh, I was talking to one of my longest friends. Her name is Irina. She's Ukrainian. I met her when I was, when we were 15. And uh, she's so funny because she's, she's learning how to play the guitar. She's 60 now. And so she's learning how to play the guitar. And she said, you know, I always admired you, you know, when we were young because, you know, you spent time, you played the violin. I played the violin, I played the piano, I played the guitar, I played bass, percussion, and I've actually made my living doing this kind of stuff. And she said, you know, you were always practicing and or... Um, I used to busk on the corner of Durant and Telegraph in Berkeley, you know, practicing the, the Bach double and, you know, weird shit like that amplified and all kinds of stuff for chump change, you know, with my, anyways. <laughs> and so she said, she said, I real, she said, I realized that you spent all this time while we were out partying and burning our skin with baby Johnson's baby oil. Um, and you were always the one wearing the hat and you had the guitar, that this is what you put your time into, which is why you're so good at what you do now. And, you know, we're at the same age and I sound like a fucking dipshit trying to like pick through the guitar that I keep dropping. <laughs> and so we were like laughing and, and it's a choice, you know, it's like I could have partied, you know, I could have partied, but I decided to like, tool around on the guitar or tool around on the violin or or learn a skill go to martial arts class go to dance class you know what i mean and it's a choice it's a choice but you know the tv that's why it's called programming and people are like so blood they're so daft they don't get it i am just gonna give all my time and energy to the screen in front of me um one of my earliest memories of my family where I, I, and I was young, and it was during the funeral procession of JFK. And, you know, we'd only been in the country for a little bit, and my mom is hysterical. And I walk around behind the TV. I was trying to find the remote. She had the remote. She's bawling and getting crazy. And I'm like going, whoa, okay, I gotta do something about this. So I go behind, I unplug the fucking TV. I got into so much trouble for that, but it seemed logical to me. It's like, okay, mommy is upset. She's hysterical. The vibe isn't good. I'm gonna fix it. We're just gonna unplug the TV. And it's like, it's so simple to me. And she immediately, you know, was like, it was hell to pay for it. And she plugged it back in, you know, and continued on with that. It's mind control. 
Yeah. And these shows are templates for our one-on-one -on -one interactions, for our relationships, psycho fucking lying dramas. Um, you know, I, and I, I remember being in college and looking at these sort of films and doing these, like I did an analysis of uh, um, like the James Bond movies. And, uh, and I was young when, when I was doing this and it, it was so clear. It's like, huh, that's so interesting that everybody thinks this is like hot shit. He's a liar, he's a psycho, he's a murderer, uh, and he's a cheater. He's, he's you know, he, he's fucking every woman that comes into his realm and they let him do it. And, and wow, how cool is that? And I, I wrote this paper and the guy, the guy that was teaching the film class, he thought it was the fucking funniest thing he'd ever read. He just was like, where did you come up with that? And I go, well, you know, it, it's kind of true. It's kind of you know, true. Like, it's like just kind of like literally like the truth, right? Like you have yeah. a guy that's like killing people, you know, in, under the assumption that, you know, his government is the only like authoritarian yes. government yep. in the world. Exactly. Like they just for the must... greater good. Yeah. yeah. You know, for the greater good, but he's a liar. He's a cheater. Yeah. He's a drunk, you know, it's like, dude, what? So, you know, I've just kind of like seen this and I've always pondered, hmm, like I never thought that dude was hot. Um, you know, I was into, I was into cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, James Bond, you need a saddle and a horse and some dust. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a, and a six shooter or something, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. That's awesome. Um, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to have to shut it down here because um, I have another podcast starting in, uh, in 15 minutes. And I did like, I absolutely immensely appreciate your time. Like I, did, I love engaging conversations and people who are just willing to be ruthlessly and authentically real themselves. And more importantly, carry an identity of who they are. And I really feel like you epitomize that and I just oh, well, I really thank you. It was it. my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really super fun. And yeah, back at you, my friend. Right on. Throw yeah. out uh, some social media handles and uh, URLs or anything that you want to throw out there for a people. Okay, to to get I'll email that stuff to you. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Talk okay. Bye-bye. To